0: Is a Furnish Brothers production. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Talkin' Buds Podcast. It is the Talkin' Buds Podcast. It's the Talkin' Buds Podcast, folks. Talkin' Buds Podcast. Season two, Talkin' Buds Podcast. Let's go. Someone has got to be a big boy and step up. Oh, he's a legend absolute legend what is it going to take for this team to win a round in the playoffs who's a bum and who is a beauty austin matthews it's time to be in a lead talking player night in night out this 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 is the talking buds podcast Ryan What's up everybody? Welcome to episode forty-four of the Talkin' Buds Podcast. Ryan, I gotta tell you, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little better this week. I'm not not great, but a little bit better. Well I'm not because it's freezing outside. It is it is. You ever, freezing. You, ever just, you ever just you ever just walk out of your house and just be like, What are we doing? Why do we live here? Yeah. Yep. Who decided to live here every day, buddy? You know, it's I'm good with freezing. the cold. I'm good with the cold and the snow up until Christmas and then after Christmas it's it has to go away. It's old. Oh dude, if I like I, I literally went out of my way to purchase a vehicle. That had a remote start because I just can't deal with this weather anymore. It's freezing. Why do we do this? Why don't we just move somewhere where we don't have to deal with this? Uh, it's a good question. I don't get it. On the flip side, like how much would you like to get up in the morning and open your Christmas presents like in the backyard with your shorts on? That'd be goat. Yeah. That'd yeah. be a goat move. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, that would be pretty. That'd be pretty. No epic. white Christmas for me, bud. No. Give me, give me, give me the sun. Give me the shorts. Give me the flip flops. So, for those of you who listened to our episode last week, I was pretty fired up. Ryan was pretty fired up. It was a sky is falling episode. Ryan, oh, you were fired up. Yeah, Sent- I don't know about me. I, I was kind of six out of ten. You were. You were. You were close to the, a 10 out of 10. I was, yeah, I was. You were on fire. I was upset. I was upset last week. I almost felt bad because I couldn't match your energy. In any event, since then, Ryan, the Maple Leafs have rattled off two big wins over the first over the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues, defeating them 5-2 in St. Louis, and then heading to Vancouver and defeating the Canucks 4 1 on Tuesday night. Two good wins, Ryan. Two, two reasons to feel good. Good for the Leafs, eh? Yeah. Uh, hey, but, but good for them. I feel like, Ryan, at least for me, I don't know about you, but I feel like the prevailing thought in both those wins while the Leafs scored a combined nine goals and only allowed three, I feel like the prevailing thought is if Freddie Anderson was not in the net, they might not have won either one of those games yeah that's been the prevailing thought for more than just these games it's been the story of the regular season since this guy's gotten in between the pipes for this team it's 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 to be expected at some point in each season with this team, That this goaltender is going to have a stretch like he's having right now or multiple stretches like he's having right now that are going to impact this team and make them have the ability to win some hockey games against some good teams. So it's kind of a funny week. The Leafs are out west. Normally we do these shows after a game. That's not the case this week because you and I don't want to stay up. Yeah, I can't be till one o'clock in the morning to do. Yeah, podcasts. I can't be doing that. So I wanted to take this week's episode in sort of a different direction. I want to talk about the Leafs' best player. I want to talk about who Runny their the identity is. I uh, well, I was gonna actually say um. Pierre Engvall. Um, what about Aberg? Aberg, Aberg. I don't think he's been too bad. Anyways, Aberg, Ryan, Aberg. You're, you're distracting me. Distracting me. I heard a point made on Toronto Sports Radio this week that I thought was so accurate, and it was, the Maple Leafs identity is Frederick Anderson. If Frederick Anderson can give them over a 920 save percentage, which he's currently sitting at 921. Their chances of winning games goes way, way up because this team cannot play a lick of defensive hockey. He is their best player by far. He is their identity. He keeps them in games more often than not. He's a large reason why they've won 15 games so far this year. He started in all 15 of their wins. They're at the point where they cannot start. Like Sheldon Keefe keeps alluding that, like they they play Calgary and Edmonton this week. Sheldon Keefe keeps saying, "Well, we're going to try and get Hutch in there." It's like, when? What are you going to you going to put him in there against the Flames? Have won six in a row. Yeah, it's a problem. Saturday night, you're going to put him in there against McDavid. Yeah, but but I don't want to talk about Hutch. I want to talk about Fred. Ryan, the Maple Leafs. At the beginning of this season, the goal was to have Freddie start anywhere between 50 and 60 games. They have a total of one point so far from their backup goaltender. They need to go 32 and 18 down the stretch in order to make the playoffs. Freddie's starting more than 60 games. Rob, look at, his, look at his history with this hockey team. He's played 60 games plus every single year he's been a Toronto Maple Leaf. He's played 66, 66, and 60 in the three full years he's had with this hockey club. Yeah. And the way things are going, like what you just mentioned with Hutch and the record, it, it doesn't seem to be changing. And Freddie... A 920 save percentage on a given stretch is phenomenal. But he's he's a 918 guy. He always finishes a 918. He was 917 last year, but 918. But there's stretches he, he's pretty easy to predict at this point. It's there's going to be multiple stretches in the season where he's going to be unreal like he is right now. And then that great save percentage that's over 920 or even higher is going to get slowly brought down by the absolute garbage defensive positioning that this team plays in their own end. But, man, after all, like just speaking from the heart as a Leaf fan, after all the years of just crap goaltending, and there's other things to talk about with Freddie too, and we'll we'll get into it, but it is just so nice to have a goalie who... You can just rely on, on multiple points during the season to make absolute huge saves like he did against Vancouver and against St. Louis and against all the teams. It's 15 wins this year. It's tied for the most in the league. And he's going to have to get a hell of a lot more if this team wants to make the playoffs. Take the hosting reins, Ryan. Take us down the road of, you just alluded to, there's more things to talk about with Freddie. So take us down that road. Well, more things to talk about. To me, Freddie, we know what he is in the regular season. I just laid it all out. He's a nine eighteen save percentage. He's going to play over 60 games. The Leafs are going to absolutely screw him for a bunch of shutouts because they can't play defense. He has faced the most shots of any goalie in the last three seasons. Yeah, and he's also um, second right now in shots against. And that might be because of the amount of starts he has or that he just phases a lot of shots. But at the end of the day, with this goaltender, with Freddie Anderson, the biggest question with him is once game seven rolls around, and it's not just for him, it's for the whole team. It's for all the star players. It's for the whole franchise. But we're talking about Freddie right now. Can the guy make the big save in the big game in the postseason? That is what... We are waiting to see from him, but a goaltender is un- unique position, and I'm willing to take a very consistent goaltender who can take you to the playoffs year after year over a guy who's going to be absolute trash or injured for the whole regular season and just show up in the playoffs. Like I, I it's great to have a consistent goalie, but there's no way of around it. This he's got to prove something when it's when it's when it's big boy time in the playoffs. The thing that I like the most about Freddie, and you've heard me talk a lot about intangibles on this podcast, Freddie has those intangibles. You know, you heard last week of him going to the coaching staff and being like, oh, I want to start the second game of the back-to-back against Colorado and get back um, the ugly finish I had against the Philadelphia Flyers. And then... Just the way he plays the position. Like, we talk about them defensively, and they're they are, they're, there's no other way to say it. They're dumpster fire defensively. Their positioning is horrendous. They get running around. The forwards don't know where to stand. They're all scrambling to try and get the puck back. There's no semblance of defensive structure. None. And just his cool, calm, and collected persona in the net and the way he's able to settle plays down. And swallow up pucks. And he just never looks rattled. And he, I, he that permeates the team. You can see it when he's not playing. And Hutchinson is in the net. And he's scrambling all over. He saw it last year with Sparks too. That rat, Like this team draws so much confidence. Freddie is is a leader on this team, man. That is well, 100%. such and, an important thing for him. And you see that he, even though he's, he's not an older guy. Like he's not in terms of. Age in the broad spectrum of the world, but in terms of a guy on this team, he he's an older guy, and you see him. He he's buddies with everyone. He's at the Raptors games with Matthews. He's on vacation with Matthews, hanging out with Marner. You see them all skating over to him at the end of wins, like all so stoked to go because oh, they yeah, know they love him. They know he saved their bacon, hundred percent. And he in the guy never comes out in the media and sewers any of his teammates, even though. Personally, I think he's one of the stiffest interviews <laughs> in the league. <laughs> like, the guy is just... I, I don't want to get on him. But that's part of his calm, cool, collected demeanor, Ryan. Yeah, well, it's fine. Like, it, he doesn't yeah. need to be a great interview. I just i just think it's kind of funny sometimes listening to him kind of get through an interview through this crazy media market. But he's just... He's Mr. Cool Guy, you know? Like, just always calm. But you could just see... The difference in like you know when he's on when he's in the net it's hard to explain, but like he he's he's showing the ability to give up some some horrible goals sometimes and you can kind of just feel it just watching the game like where he's at his positioning the way he carries himself and right now in this stretch like he's just he's just all over everything he's reading every play perfectly he's got perfect positioning. Well, and Ryan, I feel like last, sometimes like the game against Vancouver, like they're up two goals in the third period and they give up three breakaways. Yeah. That's to be expected at yeah. this point. And it, you know, it honestly, I feel like in a weird way, goaltenders sometimes play better when they're relied upon so much to face so many shots and. And and face so many big saves if they're up to it. Well, and yeah, he's, you're in the that game. he's up to it. One thing about uh being a goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs is you're gonna be in the game quickly, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Like within the first five minutes, you're gonna have to make a ten Beller. Well, I remember Jimmy Rhymes. Jamie Rhymer. Jimmy oh. Rhymes. Jamie Boy. He he his record facing over forty shots a game was like phenomenal. And then he threw twenty at him and he was brutal. Like he, it's not just this era of leaf hockey. It's every era of leaf hockey for the past two decades. Like it's true. You need to have a good goalie. And finally, probably the best thing Lou Lamorello ever did while he was here was finally go get a goalie. And the guy's just been phenomenally consistent through the regular season and through some of the postseason for, for the three full years, three and a half years he's been here. Do you agree with the sentiment that this team's identity is a run-and-gun offense-heavy team that requires a goalie with a 920 save percentage to have success? Well, with Sheldon Keefe here now, it's like I I believe that Sheldon Keefe doesn't want that run-and-gun. We're going to balls to the wall on offense if that means our goalie has to face 45 shots a night. Then so be it. I don't think he wants it like that. It's just the way this team is. Yeah, that's, and it's yeah, their personnel, and because of the way they play and how their players play every single night, that it, there's really no other option but to play that well in the net to get your team a victory. Like, like it, it seems like it seems fine. Like you know, like we were on here last week, we were just ripping them. Yeah, like you were going off, dude. Like yeah. you were, you were. That was probably the most going off episode I've ever heard you in all the 44 episodes we've done and all of a sudden they beat the defending champs and they beat the Canucks and it's like I still don't feel good about those wins I know I know and they pull up all the stats like Austin Matthews even strength goals like just they, they find all these stats and you're like you know what maybe we're overreacting but then it's like if Freddie's not playing like this right now And he gave up three goals on three breakaways last night because he easily could have. Like those are tough stops and tough chances. Like he's bailing them out. Yes, like you're 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 bailing your team out of a five two win. You're bailing your team out of a four one win. Like that's that's why I wanted to center this episode around Freddie because like. It's not like he's bailing them out and they're winning like just squeaking by. It's like they have three goal leads and you're still like Freddie Anderson had to make three additional 10 bell saves or that would have been 5-5 or that would have been 4-4. And and the, the St. Louis the, game, that the Blues could have easily been up 2 nothing in the first 10 minutes of that game. And it's and a the, completely different game. The contrarian to this would be like, well, every every goalie needs to make big saves in this league for them to win. It's like (laughs) I don't know if you've watched the best teams in this league, but I don't think Tuca down in Boston has to face three breakaways a game in the while you're up in the third period. Yeah, and it's just like, Like, oh my god, the amount, like, just dude, just watch them when they're getting like we always talk about them getting hemmed in, but like last night, I'm just. The game against Vancouver, I'm just watching, and it's like when the Canucks gain possession below the goal line in the Leafs D zone, Canucks O zone, like just watch the Leafs forwards and defense just back right off the puck carrier, and the guy is just able to get right into the center of the ice near the slot and have an unbelievable chance at Freddie Anderson. If you're going to play a five-man collapse game... Like, you better block some shots and get in front of your goalie. But it's like these guys, like as soon as they get the support and puck possession, the opposing team could just wheel around the hash mark across the the dot into the slot. And Freddie has to make an unbelievable save through traffic because his team is just blocking his vision instead of actually blocking shots and playing collapse hockey the right way. Well, there's no way they're being coached to do that. I know, which is weird, and yeah. like we've talked about Mike Babcock forever. I don't think Mike was coaching him to do that either. No, I don't think any coach could come in here, and 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 teach them to do that. It's just that's how they do it. Like it, it's it's mind boggling, but it just shows you how much Freddie is relied upon, and how many great saves he makes a game, and how many tough like chance, like how many times the guy wheeling around. The dot into the slot. He's just he's just said it's that big. Like oh, here we go. Yeah, like, I, know, yeah I know, I know, I like, know. I know. Here's just, another like, one. Another like like, f- like great opportunity. But he's yeah. but he's at the point where you got to know like before you go out and that puck drops. You're like I said, you you're in the game early for the goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs because you're you're required to make two to three big saves within the first ten minutes. Every single game. Yeah, and when he's on, he's on. And right now, the guy is on. He's a beauty. Well, right. It's been a long time since we we've said the c word on this podcast. Contract. Oh, hoo-hoo-hoo. Freddie Anderson has this year and next year left at five million per. Well, five million cap hit. His cap hit is $5 million this year and next year. I don't know about you, but based on what I've seen this year from the big four, I'm moving heaven and earth to make sure we get this guy re-signed. Because l- let me tell you something. In two years, if he plays, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, his cap hit is going to be bigger than $5 million. It already is. He's he's your best player. Like, there's no two ways about it. Yes, Johnny T had his best game of the season in Vancouver. Yes, Matthews is still getting his cookies. Yes, William Nylander has, has been much better so far this year than he has last year, particularly in the offensive zone. I agree with all that. Marner's still trying to figure it out. He had the injury, so we'll cut him some slack. But Frederick Anderson is your most important player. You are not winning anything without him. And like I said, if I'm the Leafs management group, I am moving heaven and earth at the end of the 2021 season to make sure this guy remains a Maple Leaf. And if that means I've got to cut loose some of the guys on this team, so be it. Because if we lose this guy, we are screwed yeah, you have no choice either. It's like, okay, guy wants a bigger cap hit. Freddie wants a bigger cap hit somewhere else, wants to make more money. They leave. leaves. It's like you got no one down the pike. You got no one in the minors. You have no goalie prospects. You got nothing. So then you got to go out and pay more for a free agent who probably won't be on the market. How like, do you, What's your opinion? Because the, the people who would argue against what I just said would say at the end, Of his contract. He's going to be 30 years old. I don't care. Dude, goaltenders can play into their 30s. We're not signing Freddie to an Austin... I mean, Austin Matthews did not even sign a big deal. To a Connor McDavid 8-year, 12.5 million dollar contract. We're looking at like... Honestly, I don't even know what we're looking at. Because the market for free agency and goalies and players are just... I don't even know where it's going to be in, in two years or a year and a half or whatever it is. But, like, the the fact of the matter is they're going to have to trade somebody and get rid of some money because you can't just win with these four guys, even when they're playing at their best. Like, they could all be playing at their absolute best. If you don't have a half-decent goalie in your net. Like, it, you're done. Yeah, you're you're going, done. You're going nowhere. Throw Morgan Riley in there, too. I know he's had a tough year. But it's. There's another guy. His contract's up. What are you going to do? Get rid of him? Cody CeCe's your number one defenseman, even though he'll be gone after this season, anyways. Yeah. Travis Dermott's going to be your number one defenseman. Don't forget about Sandin, Ryan. Yeah, but like, come on. Ryan, I got to be honest with you. Ryan, I got to be honest with you. I haven't seen him play Like, I haven't seen him play one good. Like, come on. Like, he's got to. I got to see something. Ryan M- Morgan, I'll be honest with you, I don't necessarily see it the way you do when it comes to Morgan Riley. I think he's been horrendous this year and him staying here depends on how much money he's asking for. Like yeah, I, but like I, let's not let's not get too crazy here, man. Like let's not get stupid here. I know he hasn't had a great year, but just just watch when that guy walks out the door. Watch look at that decor after that. Oh, Oh, it's going to be pathetic. uh, Oh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be ugly. There's no two ways about it. We remember when Dion Phaneuf got signed to that contract because they had no choice. They had no one else. I'm not comparing Morgan. Riley's got two seasons after this one at also at a $5 million cap hit. So that's, so he's, he's, we got some time before we have to worry about Morgan Riley. Yeah. But it's, it's like, it's, but like. As soon as you throw Freddie Anderson's contract out there, I immediately think of Riley, too, because it's like those are two absolute cornerstone pieces of this franchise. And even though at any time both of them could not be playing at their best, but I want to see this team without Morgan Riley playing 30 a night, bud. Trouble. Screwed. No good. (laughs) terrible yeah i don't uh I, listen i justin don't hall? you want to dial up justin hall as your number one guy ryan justin go hall's ahead been, justin hall's been really good this year third pair of minutes good for you what about dermot well like Dur- i like dermot like i don't like dermot dermot's good little player it's a good guy good player i like watching him play but it's i haven't seen him log 30 a night kenny i don't know before Do I want to see it? Kind bef- of. Before we move on from the goaltending, I want to shift gears for one second. I think everyone needs to start wrapping their heads around the fact, like, given their current cap situation and given Freddie's workload and given the goaltending's importance to this team's success, the Maple Leafs are going to have to part with an asset in order to bring in a backup goalie. Because Hutch ain't the guy. And this is coming from you and me who defended him a little bit at the beginning of the season. And boy, were we wrong. Like, he... He ain't it. So, the Leafs are going to potentially have to look at moving an Andreas Janssen to clear up the space to bring in a backup goaltender. Well, I'm just so negative on this team defensively that I'm kind of biased because I just think they're so bad defensively that the backup goalie does not have a chance to win any games. But now it's creeping into the territory. When you look at the record, it's like, okay, like this is... It's bad to make like, the playoffs run. They have to go thirty two and eighteen for the rest of the season. Yeah, they're yeah, going perfect. to need uh, some of those thirty two wins are going to have to come from a backup goalie. Because right you now know who's they have, have to play all zero. Those fifty games. Who, Freddie Anderson? Yeah, <laughs> at this at this point, yeah. Because it's like. Eh. This team defensively, plus the goalie, the backup goalie who isn't very good, who can't give you a big save when you need it, it's... Yeah. You know, and it, 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 dude, they, dude, they have three wins from a backup goalie right now. If, if they just had three wins, or even yep. two wins. I like they know. They're in a playoff spot right yep. now. Yep. But guess how many they have? Donut. Zero. 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 Nothing. Big O. Nothing. So, they're... They're gonna to have to do that, right? They're gonna have to move. They're gonna have to move someone like a Janssen. Well, oh, you can't do that right now. That guys, down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They've got to move somebody. Like in the, it's not even like this year. Like, you can move a Cap and you can move a Janssen. Like that. That's fine. But it's like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when you have to sign Freddie Anderson? Like the you freej, don't have a base for the fridge was on uh, the fan earlier today, and he was saying that. Apparently, like, when they were in the midst of their um, losing streak that got Babcock fired, teams were sort of circling them, and the one guy they were asking about the most was Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah, and I, I brought it up on the podcast, last episode or the episode before that. I can't remember. that. That's that's easily their most tradable piece right now. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Well, yeah. Skate fast, That they can checks. actually get something back for, yes. Yeah. Can yeah. play in your top six, fast, finishes checks, mm-hmm. has shown the ability to put the puck in the net. Can play in your top six. like He's, he's their most tradable contract. He, he's your best bet right now if you actually want to do something. Even though I think Kyle Dubas is strapped in with this roster. Oh, yeah. Strapped in. He wants to prove to everybody that he can pull something off with his little vision he's got there. Well, guess what? If you... If you don't make the playoffs, or if you make the playoffs and get dummied in the first round, you're gonna have to adjust your vision there, bud. Cause yeah, because his vision it, isn't 2020, which means he's wearing glasses, and they're not rose-colored glasses. I'll tell you that. They're, that was that was epic. You that, need to clip that for the intro. Yeah, he. he you need he is, to clip that line for the intro. That was epic. I honestly like it's one of those lines where I was mid saying and I was like, I hope I don't mess this up or I don't take a chance. It just came to me quickly. That was that was extremely, extremely impressive. You know what? I feel good after that one. You I should feel good. You should have a cold one after saying that. Yeah, oh, well, here you go. Right here. Excellent. What is that? What is that, that you just opened? That's a PBR, my friend. Yeah, you're you love the working man's beer. Oh yeah, just water. Yeah, water beers just goes down. Well, I, I'm I'm not one to talk. I rotate between Bud Light and Michelob Ultra. Michelob. Well, you gotta you gotta the calorie um, beers, the at, athlete beer. At my age now, Ryan, you can't you can't throw back the good stuff like I used to. It just takes a toll on your gut. Like the oh, barrel, buddy. the barrel just gets out of control. Buddy, I got a scale right over here. I'm, yeah. oh, I'm well over two bills at this point. Yeah, I I got on the Michelob's like a year or so ago because I was just looking in the mirror one day and I was like, enough's enough with this barrel. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. It it's tough to quit though, man. Long days work. You get home, just it's like what am I gonna do? Drink one? water. <laughs> I'm gonna have a pop a soda no 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 Even no. though know, shout out to my boy ryan miller usually i rock some cottage springs vodka soda peach while on the podcast but tonight why don't you hook me up with a cottage springs vodka soda peach i will that should be one send of the him. podcast drinks does he work there or something yeah he does ryan miller send us some uh Vodka soda peach, bro. I love. Yeah, Send food. us some I'm down. merch. Send it to us. Yeah, send us some t-shirts. Yeah, we'll take a picture. This episode of Talking Buds is brought to you by
1: Cottage C- Springs. Cottage Springs vodka, vodka soda. soda
0: peach. There you go. Or lime. Or watermelon. Right, Personally, I prefer the peach for or the plugs. lime. Yeah, free stuff for these plugs. Yeah, hundred percent. And PBR. While you're at it, give me a shout too. Yeah. Because the amount of money I pour into your company is ridiculous. So, give give me a shout. So, before we go, Maple Leafs in Calgary, Thursday night, then in Edmonton, Saturday night. As I said earlier, I don't know which one of these you start Michael Hutchinson in. Probably not either one of them, if you want yeah, to which is win. Yeah, a problem. Yeah. So, that's a problem. I don't know, man. Like, we'll see what happens here. It's a good start to this road trip. Won the first two games. These seem like teams the Leafs can play with, both Calgary and Edmonton. I'm looking forward to the Calgary game in particular because they're them and the Leafs are kind of similar. Like, they, they're teams that uh, had high expectations going into the season, kind of struggled out of the gate. Both their coaches got fired. They've kind of found their way since getting their co- Like, they're kind of like, I'm looking forward to this one. Rob, you know why I'm looking more forward to the Edmonton game? All right. Why? Because it starts at seven p.m. Eastern time. Yes, yes, that's why. Selfishly, yes, even though Calgary's why. nine o'clock, it's not that's bad. not too bad. That's not too bad. It, honestly, it's like it's a good game. Like yeah. both games. Like I, I'm down for both. Honestly, I'm more down for the whole Edmonton thing because I just the whole like Connor McDavid and I just kind of have a natural hate for Edmonton because even though they've been brutal for a long time, I think they're the most spoiled franchise in NHL history with the the players they've received. But that's. Both games legit. Looking forward to it. Calgary. I, I think I'm also looking uh, more forward to Calgary because they have they have better unis than the Oilers. That's a hot like the old unis like yeah, the yes the, yes the, the throwback the old re- yes unis? the throwback flame unis are legit the Lanny uh, Lanny McDonald Lanny Cup Mac- era unis. Dougie Gilmore flame jerseys. Joe Dyke Yes. Gary yes, Roberts. Yes, Gary Roberts. Yeah, a couple wow. of legends in yeah. that sentence right there. Anyways, um, short episode this week, everybody, but that's just the way life goes when the Leafs are on the West Coast. So yeah, You got to fight through it. You yeah, just got to do it. You got to fight through it. We'll see you guys next Tuesday night after the home game against the Buffalo Sabres. Thank you very much for downloading. We will see you next week. This is Charles Adler. After a few years of working on radio and television, the Charles Adler Show has evolved to a natural place in 2023. YouTube, podcast, and open RSS. You'll hear the show as it always has been delivered, concise, with context, clarity, and empathy. And as a bonus, the guests will be natural-born storytellers who won't fear telling stories that are personal and emotional. They won't fear uncomfortable questions. Most important... They won't fear me. Follow me on Twitter at Charles Antler and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts.